Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and we are back after taking a week off. And uh, it was a little funny because people were messaging me saying, you know, hope you have a wonderful week off and and uh, relax and enjoy and nice vacation and that kind of thing. And and I just kept thinking, wow, wouldn't that be wonderful if that's why I really took a week off? <laughs> we have been, I have to say, um, most of you know that that I talk about the center that I work through, Sacred Light of Sedona, in Sedona, obviously, on Highway 179. And uh, with the, the Labor Day weekend kicking off the new season, we have been absolutely uh, just hopping crazy, crazy busy. And uh, so much so that I've, you know, I've talked on the show a little bit about, I've actually moved into a little studio that's a little studio sort of living space that's attached to the center because driving back and forth to Flagstaff is just, it's, there's a, there's an hour drive each way and we're so busy that there's just not time to make that drive. (laughs) And uh, so we're back and we're still in high season, but I'm settled into the little, the little living space now and the cosmic canine crew, the doggies are with me, and so we're acclimating to the Sedona energy. And uh, you know, people are are a little unaware, and we've done a show on Sedona uh, at one point, so it's in the archives. But people are kind of unaware of uh, that Sedona is just not a normal place. It's you know, people come to see the vortexes like it's Disney World or something. You know, <laughs> the fact is that it, this is an area. It's just filled with these energetic hot spots, and they're just radiating all through the town. And the center is actually right in the middle of that Red Rock Canyon, where a lot of the vortexes are, and uh, well, all pretty much all of the vortexes really. And uh, so, it's a lot to acclimate to really be here day in and day out. So the doggies and I kind of took that week to um, to acclimate and and to work. Good heavens, we were working until I believe about 9.30, 10 o'clock last night, actually, with a, a lovely couple from France. I'm so thrilled they came in, and uh, it was a pleasure to work with them. And uh, so so we're back, though, and so good morning, everybody. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be kind of back into the routine. And uh, so today we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about life as a professional psychic, and uh, just sort of what is it really like, you know? Because people sort of ooh and all over the psychic thing in a lot of cases or they don't believe it or they whatever their opinions are, you know, and and um so what is it like to, you know, when you get up and you go to work and you have your coffee before you get there and life is normal, but what is it when your life is normal and then you go into a psychic center and that's what you do with your all of your days? It's a little bit interesting, and it's it's kind of funny because forever with the rest of your life, people expect you to be doing your psychic thing, and so they look at you a little differently. And I can remember in Florida, um, there was one huge group of people that uh, took a lot of my classes and things, and they just always called me the psychic lady. They'd invite me to parties so they could say the psychic lady was going to be there and that kind of thing. And so it's a little interesting to um, go through life as you know as a professional psychic and and so I just thought that that would be fun to talk about on the show today and uh so you know there are some funny stories there's some some uh heart touching you know heart string pulling stories and of course you guys are always welcome to call in and chat with me so that I'm not just sitting here talking to thin air or chat with me on the on the little chat thing that we have online if you're listening via your computer and uh, we will do our meditation um, on today's show as well. So we want to get back in the hang of that. And uh, so so what is it like when, you know, you get up in the morning and you take a shower and you have your coffee and you eat your breakfast, do whatever, walk your dogs, and then you go into a psychic center for your eight or ten hours worth of work, just like other people go to whatever office or, or place of employment they go. It's interesting because, you know, you we have a, in my opinion anyway, and I can only speak for the center that I work in. Uh, we're very particular about who works here and 
and uh, the connection, you know, your connection has to be very, 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 very clear. And so, you know, it starts really from the moment that you get up and you, um, we have to really connect with that angelic realm and make sure that our connection is good and clear and our energy is 100%. And then we go into the center and we walk around and we bless each room and we kind of share our gratitude with the center and we wake the center up and and uh it's all very all very energetically um interesting it's fun we our center actually talks to us it's kind of interesting it'll tell us um you know what it would like to have done with the different rooms and and what the sacred light beings uh, which are the the enlightened beings that back this business what they uh, see happening for each place and what the customers are going to be like who come in that day and kind of give us a heads up so that we're prepared. And then we sort of meditate with each room and speak to it. And uh, and so before we ever go in, we have to make sure our energy is already connected. And we work with the fifth dimension here. <clears throat> so rather than the astral plane and the fourth dimension, we do work with that, but the beings that we connect with are in the fifth dimension, so angelic realm and and just really that Christ consciousness and above. And uh, so we have to make sure our connection is 100% with that realm uh, before we even come into work so that we know we're bringing only that higher energy with us. And so then when we... Uh, when we start having people come in, it's kind of interesting because when we go around the center, we've set the intention, we've set the energy for the whole property. And where we are is sort of a busy, uh, in Sedona they have roundabouts um, instead of real intersections. And uh, so we're right on a roundabout. And it's the funniest thing because we are daily hearing that people were driving by and they just had to pull in. <laughs> They don't know why. They just had to pull in. And so part of what we do is we actually set the intention to work on an angelic plane with these people and, uh, you know, and and have their angels help guide them in if we can be of service. And so it's uh, it's interesting to see the people that come in. And so in our center, a lot of people that we get are people who have never had readings or they're just beginning their path and they're not sure if it's real or not. And so when they come in, it's really um, it's really interesting to see the reactions because they're not sure if this psychic thing is real. And so we're really working from two different worlds. For us, there's nothing but that world because that's just the world we live in. And for them, they're coming in not even sure this world is real. And so we kind of look at each other like really um, having to work to understand the other person. And so, you know, as a psychic, what happens when you go into a psychic reading, and I'm sure there are plenty of people who are psychic out there that listen to this show, and I would love your feedback um, because I just think it's very interesting to hear what other people experience. But what happens is people will come in and a lot of them really want answers. They really want help, but they're just not sure that this psychic thing is real or that the psychic that's standing in front of them is a real psychic. And I, I can understand that being in a town like this where, you know, everybody and their brother is supposedly psychic and some are and some, I mean, we're all psychic. Some are well-connected and some don't worry about making sure they have a, a nice, clear connection. And uh, <clears throat> so as we go into the reading room and we sit down, you can tell a lot of people just kind of have this wall and they they don't want... <laughs> They don't want to give anything away. And so I wanted to do a show just to sort of help people understand how this whole process works. Because as the psychic, when your client comes in and they have this wall and they don't want to give you any hints or any clues to see if you're real, what they're actually doing is putting up a wall saying, I don't want you to actually read me. So... A psychic who works with the fifth dimensional beings, with their angelic realm, and we're very respectful of the energy. So if you're putting up a wall, I'm not going to break the wall down for you, you know, unless I'm guided to by your angels. And sometimes people's angels will give just this um, this rapid fire. I just had one, um, a client the other day who was a young girl, and she was very hard, you know, and 
she wanted me to prove to her that I was actually psychic. And, you know, the thing is that when they, when they or you or whoever comes in with that prove it to me attitude, that's fine. That's fine, whatever. But, you know, you're spending, if you've, if you're getting a, a 30 minute reading, <clears throat> you're spending 15 of those minutes fighting me on it so that I have to just like really, really slam away to get anything to prove to you that, yes, this is real. And then you've just wasted those 15 minutes and half of your money, you know? And so it just is a little frustrating, you know, but what'll happen in those cases sometimes is if they really, if their angels really need to give them a message, they'll almost rapid fire things that are just so emotionally um, mind boggling for me to know that, you know, suddenly the person's in tears. And that's not really the way that it has to be, you know, but when you come into a psychic center and you're saying, yes, I want a reading, but you're putting a wall up for us. And we, we're very gentle here because we do go from angelic round to, so my angels to your angels, you know, and so I only do what your angels share with me. And so in a lot of cases, when you're like this, your angels are going to respect your your wishes. So if you wish to have a wall up and, you know, or if the client wishes to have a wall up and not share any information, then your angels are also going to refrain from sharing any information. And so it's very hard to do a reading. And so I, I wanted to take this time on the show to just help people understand that, you know, now, now, there are psychics out there who can just read your energy and they will be very intrusive, you know, those uh, the psychics. And this is absolutely not my style or anything that we do in this center because uh, we, we're very respectful of boundaries and that kind of thing. But, you know, there are psychics who will just, um, it happens all the time here. Somebody will walk up and go, oh, you need vitamin, blah, 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 and, and you're adrenals are having all kinds of issues. Oh, and your father says this and, you know, your father's passed away and he, he wants to say this to you or whatever. And, you know, you say, well, but I, I really just went grocery shopping and I didn't ask for a reading. <laughs> I don't, I don't want you in my, in my energy enough to tell me what vitamins I need. Thank you very much. Nobody asked. And so we're not that kind of psychic here. And so there are people who do that. But what I find is the people who, who just, do this without without um, permission or without um, really connecting with that fifth dimensional or angelic realm are actually in a lot of cases connecting with things and getting their information from things that are on that astral plane that are not necessarily really clear. And so it's, you know, it's something you want to be careful of. And so we do have a caller that would like to uh, hop over and talk. And so, um, caller from area code two five six. Tell us your name. Hi, Hi how, how are, are you? you? What is your name? My name is Kimberly. Hello, Kimberly. How are you today? I am great. And what about yourself? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I wake it up in Sedona. You can't really do much better than that. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now I agree with that totally. <laughs> I agree. So. What can we do for you today? Do you have something to share with us or question or what? Yeah, I, I have a question. Okay. I um I I just did a, a move uh earlier this summer from South Carolina to Georgia. And uh, I'm teaching but I'm living temporarily with my aunt and um I just um did I I'm living there with my, my son and I and he's a teenager. And she doesn't get him. Like, I get him, and there's a little tension between them, and I'm in the middle of it. And I just want to know, you know, how to kind of smooth that out. And Because I, I explained to her last night that, you know, I was kind of living on my savings from June mm-hmm. to August, the end of August. And I wanted to save up, and um, I'm looking for a place. But I just, I just want to know how this is going to play out because that okay. is really bothering Right, right. Um, Well, the feeling I'm getting immediately is that they're actually, uh, not that I feel like it's meant to be a real long-term thing, but um, short-term, they're actually a part of each other's path. 
So your son triggers things for her that she needs to look at and vice versa. So they're actually um, playing important roles along each other's path, and yes, you are stuck in the middle. <laughs> and that that's a horrible place to be. I can feel it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for understanding. <laughs> yeah, and so really um, what, what you need to, uh, for the moment, what you need to find a way to do is uh, find some different perspectives where you can see what's being triggered for her and what's being triggered for him and and how that serves their highest good so that okay. you can feel not quite so um, frustrated because you probably you won't be able to tell either one of them that. You may be able to talk with your son a little bit about yeah. it. He'll he'll probably get it more than she would. Um, right. And right. so, right. yeah, so finding that different perspective and just stepping out of the emotion of it, that's what I'm feeling is that when the emotions get triggered, um, the energy gets charged way up. And so if you can just refrain yeah. from getting emotional in it and just see it from a bigger picture, you okay. know, okay, but when you're when you're 40 years old or 50 years old, you're going to look back and go, wow, that timing with my, you know, living there with my mom, you know, to your son, he'll look back on this time and, and be able to say, well, that really kind of shifted and changed me. And as far as your aunt goes, it's, it's um it's giving her the opportunity for growth. Although okay. what I'm feeling is um it's kind of a crapshoot whether she's gonna accept that growth or not. Right. So that's why you're, it doesn't really right need to be a long term. Right <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna want to uh definitely focus on on moving things along, but understand that right. while you are there, it is serving a purpose. Okay. So, yeah, and if you could just step out of the emotion, that would be um, helpful for you. <laughs> yeah, I Because you're really totally. not involved. Even though you're stuck in the middle, you're not involved exactly. at all. Exactly. And so. um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you were saying about that perspective because my son and I, because we have a, like we drive 40, I drive 40 minutes um, to, to work, so mm-hmm. I had a chance you know, sit down and talk to him about that. You know, because right. I told him it's not his place to judge, even though your judgment may be true. I, I tell right. him it's not his job to judge. Mm-hmm. I said this is this is a lesson in him being humble and right. being compassionate. So I, and that's and he gets it more because I know I can't say this to my aunt. Yeah, I already, can feel that. You know, I can feel that yeah. he would get it and be able to process it and still be frustrated. Granted. But um, but definitely it's – and here's the thing is <clears throat> these are lessons that – and I don't know how old she is, but she's actually beginning to gather the lessons that, that she – it's kind of that last cram session, and it could be the last 20 years or 30 years of her life. I don't know. But okay. she's she's needing to get these lessons before she passes. And okay. so she hasn't gotten them before, and so they're be- – being given to her again in a way that kind of irks her a little bit more than some other things have. And mm-hmm, so he's, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. you may not want to tell him that he's serving that purpose. I don't know because, you know, does that give him permission to be a little more whatever? But, um, right. but just so you know. So she's really needing to gather some lessons before she passes. And, um, okay. and she's being hard-headed through life. Okay. So, you know, it's uh and I do see I do see that you are going to have the so you kind of feeling like in about 3 months you're going to be able to get out of there? Yeah. 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 I'm seeing that as well. Yeah. So, just I, just keep head down and keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> just stay out of the emotion, just keep doing what you got to do, you know, well, and and in about 3 months and it may be before that, but around that three month mark you'll be able to um to okay. get out of there and and she's just gonna take whatever she's gonna take and she's you know, it's up to it's up to her. You can't do anything about that. And I right. feel like it has the potential to end a little awkwardly, but that will pass if it does. So okay. you know. She on some level she knows that there are lessons she's not getting. And so <laughs> she may um 
she may kind of feel resentful, but it's mm-hmm. resentful that she didn't get the lessons. That okay. she was being stubborn. So and just let that pass. So okay. all right, so good? Ooh. Yeah. Does that make yeah. you feel better yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. It was it was definitely the emotions. You you hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just step out of those and and yeah. um just keep doing your thing, you know, cuz that's the solution-based um way to handle it. So, we do have another caller that I want to pull over. Okay. Okay. So, thank right, you thank so you. much for calling in. Thank you. Have a good Yeah. I, I have to contact you. Um, before you, you know, I think there there should be on the Truth Light page where the shows are listed and everything. There should be a message me. Um, okay. So you can do that, or you can also follow the link to Facebook that's there, and you can message me there. I think okay. those come pretty much directly to me right on my phone too. So, um, yeah. So either one of those should work, and you can always go to sacredlightofsedona.com and and email there as well. Those come to Jessica okay. and myself. So. All righty. All right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. So um, caller from area code 845, we're going to go ahead and pull you over. Hi. How are you doing? Hi. My name is Lisa. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm good. I'm good. So what's going on today? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm an empath myself and um yeah i totally feel like i'm slowly crawling into a hole that i can't get out of Um, okay there's a lot going on in my life but ironically (laughs) the one thing that's truly on my mind and in my heart is in regards to love and a man and Mm -hmm. i wanted to see what you can tell me about that okay well, first of all, let me um, just kind of help you out with the empath thing because um, <clears throat> we – and if you want to message me on, uh, like, uh, follow the link to Facebook and message me privately on Facebook, I can kind of help you understand a little bit more about that. And uh, so what we've what we found over, oh, say the last year or so especially, um, is that people who are empathic are going through so so much right now because everything has sort of amplified and so uh-huh. it's really a new way of of living we we're actually putting together classes that are empath survival guides and um because it's so different it's just a very different way of living your life from what other people uh-huh. experience and um and i can hear in your voice how much you're going through right now and so I just want to address that real quickly and uh and say that you know do you it's important for you to take time to release all the energy that isn't yours. So um are you in New York? It looks like your area code is New York. Yes. Yes, okay. I am in New York. Okay. So are you in part of the the more country like or are you actually in Manhattan or I'm an hour is, and a half away from New York City. Okay. So. Okay, so there's a lot of like trees and pretty nature around you. you can yes, get too easily. You know, yeah, I've been going out okay. to nature. I guess my intuition is telling me to do that. Right. And normally, I could dis- normally I can distinguish with what is my stuff and what is everybody else's, but lately, right. but that is yeah. not the case. I've been yeah, hugging trees. Sitting outside by the water, nothing is working. Right. So, well, I'm going to give you a little tip, okay, because I deal with this every single day um, with people coming in in the same, I can hear it in your voice. I can just hear it. And I'm an empath as well. So what I've found is working right now is um, not just going out in nature, but going out in nature, and it can just be in your yard. It doesn't have to be a big, long trip, whatever. Just um, if you can lay down on the ground, it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you just sort of, through your uh, your chakra system, so just through the center of your being, you just ask your angels. So you want to talk to Christ consciousness and above and just mentally say, you know, my team of angels, please just release anything that's no longer serving my highest interest and just allow the stuff 
to sort of fall down into Mother Earth. And it's it's kind of like a sponge that's absorbed so much water just being squeezed out so that it can be fresh and new again. That's okay. really what empaths are like, is we're like sponges, really and truly. And so we just absorb everything that's around us. And, you know, I hear people all the time say, well, can't you protect yourself? But the reality is, can a, you know, if you drop a sponge in a sink of water or a sink of anything, it's it can't protect itself. It's going to absorb. It's a sponge. <laughs> right. What it does, right. You know, and so no. Right. I mean, yes, you can to a certain degree, but... If you walk around your whole life trying to protect yourself, you're going to be exhausted. And right. so it's just learning to release all that stuff that doesn't serve you. And so if you can lay down on the ground, it does help. If you can't, just kind of have the palms of your hands and the palms of your the palms, whatever, of your feet um, on Mother Earth. And just like if you can sit with like your legs stretched out so the back of your legs are down on the mm-hmm. earth. Um, and just ask for all that energy that doesn't belong to you to just be recycled. And basically you're recycling energy because you release it with the intention of Mother Earth doing something constructive with it. And then you just allow it to happen. Don't try to figure out what's yours, what's not yours. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, the sponge doesn't worry about it. It just squeezes stuff out. It's crazy because I feel everything... In my head now, it's like a mental battle. Yeah. It's driving me bonkers, bonkers. Right. It's because you are so full energetically that it has nowhere to go but now into your conscious mind, and it will make you crazy. I mean, you know, figuratively and literally. So yeah. you really you really need to find that release. Also, what's really good, if you do have a bathtub, Epsom salt bath. And yes, Epsom salt over salt sea salt. Bath. Yes, huh? I do take salt. I do take salt baths. Yes. <laughs> do you use um, Do you use specifically Epsom salts though? No, I I use Himalayan bath salts. Right, which are awesome. That's you know I kind of used to alternate the two. Um, that what the Epsom salts do is they actually pull the EMF, um, the electromagnetic stuff. They pull okay. that out of you because what's happening is you're also picking up all the electromagnetic frequencies from the cell phones, from the computers, from big screen TVs, from all the technology, from all the cars that have OnStar and all of that stuff, all produce these frequencies. And empaths are like little antennas, and so we're picking it up. And so you've not only got the emotional stuff going on, but you've got the electromagnetic stuff, and that will make you a little nutty. And then solar flares are happening, which produce gamma rays, gamma radiation, which is electromagnetic as well. So you'll notice if you uh, find, you can Google solar flare charts, and there are all kinds of sites out there that show you what's going on with the solar flares. And if you're Mm -hmm. having a particularly bad day and there's no explanation for it, if you Google that and find a site you like for it, you can go and see, is it a day with high solar flares? Okay. Because if it is, it's that you're getting bombarded with that electromagnetic stuff and it's making you climb the walls. So those are some simple things you can do, you know, okay. and um, and Oregon, Organite, uh, Jessica on sacredlightofsedona.com, the, the center website, she has, um, she makes organ art, which are devices that kind of absorb the electromagnetic stuff. And uh, okay. so she's got pendants that she's making now and she's got charging plates. I sleep with the charging plate in the bed. Because it's actually for your food and water, but I figure if it's so good for that, it's good for me too. And I notice a difference okay. with it. Like okay. at home, I would put it under my bed, you know. And um, so it it actually helps as well while you're sleeping and that kind of thing. So all kinds from, of things you can do, you know. From your experience, because obviously I'm not the only one experiencing all this craziness oh God, no. right now. <laughs> but from insane. your experience. From your experience, I mean, I'm sleeping, but literally when I wake up, I feel like I haven't slept. It's like I'm stuck, stuck <laughs> in in uh, the astral realms, and right. I, I, I'm just all in my head, even when I'm sleeping. Right. This is crazy. Right? Yeah, you have to um, you have to allow that excess energy that's not yours to just go, because it's holding you in that astral plane. That's how souls get stuck in that kind of thing. That's why they get stuck in the astral plane, because they 
they have all this energy and all these thoughts and concepts that don't let them move on. And so you're kind of experiencing the same thing when you sleep. So if you can just find a way to start releasing that stuff, and I am really seeing that one of Jessica's charging plates would be good for you or a piece of the organ art. Um, I have I have three of them. Uh, two are at my house and one are here. One is here with me. And um, and I notice a huge difference with them. And she'll, okay. like, it doesn't cost any more to have her custom make it for you. And so you okay. can email her through the website <clears throat> and... Okay. Uh, and just let her know that you spoke to me, and and uh, she keeps it really inexpensive, so everybody can have them, you know. Okay. okay. And uh, I think that would be really good for you. But you you just need to find that release, really important. Okay. So okay. Um, Epsom salts. I'm really feeling Epsom salts are good for you. Okay. okay. And once you get rid of all that all that excess crap that you're you're carrying, um, then then the relationship stuff will come clearer. Right now, okay, so, okay, your angels are talking really fast now. So you need to step out of the emotion. So um, there's a difference between emotions and feelings, and we talk about it a lot on here because it's not something people are really taught. So emotions are learned reactions to something. And so instead of being reactionary, become more action um, sensitive. So, like, when you have a feeling, you know, I have a feeling that maybe I ought to just sit down and meditate or maybe I ought to go to this place, you know, right now, or that feeling that you follow mm-hmm. that kind of creates an action, that's healthy. But the reaction and the emotion for an empath is is the key to everything. If you can step out of the emotional reaction and learn to identify it when it's happening, <clears throat> um that's that's what feeds all that excess stuff that's that's got you so hyped up. Okay. And so as you feed the emotions, then it just gets more and more and more and more, and it accelerates in your system. And so it's very difficult to um, to function. Empaths are having a really hard time functioning right now because there's so much stuff going on, and then the grids along the earth, if you kind of get to understand the grid lines in the earth, so mm-hmm. stuff is going on in Egypt or in the Middle East or whatever. There are grids that travel all around the earth. And so we're feeling, if we happen to be near the different grid lines, we're going to be feeling what's going on over in Egypt. If there's an earthquake, yeah. we feel it. It's amazing. Yeah. If you find, like, when you're having a really hard day, stop and see. Mm-hmm. Are there solar flares, earthquakes, some kind of uprising somewhere in the world? And you will be amazed at how many times what you're feeling coincides with something happening with the somewhere else on the earth okay it's pretty okay. amazing and then once you understand that you can go okay that's not mine you know okay so my, my question to you in regards to this <laughs> relationship i have a very strong connection to this man um for almost four years it's been push and pull more push and pull on his end than mine. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, to make a long story short, I went to go see him. He was sizing up my ring finger. He, finally, he told me he loves me. Uh, <laughs> and then, crazy enough, when I was talking to him, I asked him not to disappear. And sure as I won't even say it, mm-hmm. he disappears. What in the world? I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know, that was you having a premonition. You knew it was coming. He he told me he wasn't going to disappear, and he disappeared. (laughs) This is... uh, No way. A guy said something, and they did something different? That's unheard of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what I'm getting is that you're actually... um, You're being protected from something. Okay. So whatever you're feeling now is less than what you would be feeling if he didn't. So, um, yeah, it feels as if there's actually a little protection going on. So whether whether he has unfinished business that needs to be dealt with or he just is not going to be good long-term for you or whatever it is, um, I feel strongly that on an angelic realm, you know, on that, on that plane, I'm feeling that there's kind of little, um, like, like I can see your angels going, whew, you know, with their... Like, Dodge that one, you know, and uh, there's stuff that you don't know. 
going on. And it's actually in your best interest. If Now, if he comes back and everything's fabulous, well, then okay. But I'm hearing for you to tread lightly and be careful because it feels like there's stuff that um, he's not being open about that you don't know about. And it doesn't feel like you really need to. It just feels like... Um, so they're saying that, know. you know... Connections connections are fabulous, but sometimes they're from other life experiences and not this one. I do know, Hugh, he's been huh, financially stressed out. He did tell me a lot of stuff that he's been stressing out about. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm the, the healer. I'm the person that wants to help. And with this man, <laughs> yeah, not it's not, that's to... not... Okay, so what what your angels are wanting you to get is that when you're going into a relationship, it's not the time to be the healer. Okay. Because what you're that's that's a client, that's not a relationship. <laughs> and so, you know, that does kind of full circle back to what we were what we were kind of going into is like this life as a professional psychic and professional healer and that kind of thing. You you have to learn to and we all go through it, right? So we've all gone through what you're going through and tend to continue to go through it on one level or another, but defining what the connection is with somebody. You can have a connection, but it doesn't mean that it's meant to be a romantic thing, you know? Okay. And so really defining if you are the one who has to come in and save the person or heal the person, or that's not a relationship. That's a not a romantic relationship. That's a client-practitioner relationship, if that's how you're seeing it. If it's a mutual back and forth and there's something good for everybody in it and you feel that honesty and balance and that sort of thing, then that's healthy for you. Because as an empath, you're going to feel what they feel. You're going to go through what they go through. You've got to bring somebody balanced into your life so that you're feeling love and harmony and balance, not feeling chaos and stress and whatever. This is just right. so confusing because I, I feel it in my heart. I felt it all the time. <laughs> and oh, it mm-hmm. just disappears. I feel like it's from a past life, though. I feel like that's what the connection is. And so it's not necessarily for this lifetime. And I will okay. tell you that the feelings from the past lives um, are increasing and becoming so much more real at the moment because all the dimensions are kind of closing in upon one another. And mm-hmm. so um, as we progress and we go through these different things and this rising consciousness, and and uh, so we feel it more intensely. You know, I have people in my life that I would swear were supposed to be relationships, but it just doesn't work in this life with the realities and logistics. You know, when I when I really go to it on that level, like something just doesn't feel right. And then when I... When I look back, I see, oh, well, because we were intensely in love in this life over here, and because everything's coming so close together now, you really feel it as if it's happening right now. It's just you know? crazy. It's just it crazy. Is. In, the past, in the past, when he would, you know, sabotage it in somehow or in one way, he would literally break up with me. This time, he just... <laughs> Totally disappeared, not a word, nothing. You're dodging a bullet. Nothing. You need to just let it go. I mean, I hate to say that cause, because I know, but but I'm feeling it so strongly and I'm hearing it from your angels that it's in your best interest to just let that one go. Just okay. let it go and keep moving on okay. because it's from way back. It's not from this time around. And you'll get okay. hurt this time around if you go forward with it. Okay. So... Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And I'm going to uh, go ahead and pull our next caller over. Thank you guys so much for calling in. This is fun doing it this way. So we have a caller from area code 928. I wonder who this could be. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> caller. What is your name? Hello, <laughs> <Hello>, Truth. <laughs> so we this have the famous Miss Jessica Sullivan of... Sacred Light of Sedona, my my incredible business partner, or whatever the heck we are. I don't even know. <laughs> so I don't know if you looked at what our topic is today. Did you no, or are you just calling in? Okay, I figured. So we're talking about what it's like to be, or we were going to be talking about, we haven't really gotten there yet, what it's like to be a professional psychic. 
And I just thought it would be kind of fun. I mean, granted, we can't share real stories because, you know, we'll protect the innocent and whatnot. But what is it like to to have this center and and you know, I mean, like you used to be paralegal, right? You get dressed, you go to work, you whatever. Well, now you get dressed, you go to work, and you're a psychic and an energy healer. And what is that like day in and day out? And, you know, so originally we were kind of talking about the people who come in and just put that wall up and want you to prove to them <clears throat> that you're really uh, psychic. Yeah. And then and then we're wasting all of their money trying to prove that we're psychic. And by the time they get it, that, yes, it's for real, they've wasted at least half of their time. You know, and so they miss out on all the information they could have gotten from that angelic realm. And and just, you know, then things like, you know, yesterday I was supposed to have a day off. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I don't know what the heck I was thinking. <laughs> and so, you know, I go back up to Flagstaff and and uh, I'm, I'm kind of doing my family thing. And, <clears throat> and I get a call from Jessica and there's this couple from France that's only going to be here, you know, one more day. And uh, and so I check with spirit, and am I to be of service for this couple? Because there was some kind of serious stuff going on with, with the lady who was very nice, and she needed help. You know, I mean, it's not like it's not like what we do is unimportant. I mean, for some people it's just fun and whatever, but for a lot of people they come in and they're just they're just so desperate for help. You know, and we really can make a difference in their life. So there are people that we just really make a difference. But but it's that, you know, checking with spirit and, okay, we're kind of on 24-7, at least around here. Yeah. And and so it's, it's a, I'm going to say it's a little difficult, but on the other hand, what, I mean, because I was, you know, you heard me on the phone yesterday. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> really? And I check with spirit and, yes, I need, I need to come help this lady, you know? And so... You know, I had just driven an hour up to Flag <laughs> and gotten settled in, and uh, and then I'm like, okay, well then I have to drive an hour back and forget my day off and whatever. But isn't that what we do? You know, I mean, to a certain extent, it's not like we just go running all the time, which some psychics do. You know, I think that's the if there are other psychics out there listening, I think. You know, that's something to watch out for is that they you do have to really check so that you're not overrun. Because <laughs> I'm one that should teach about that, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> so so what is your thought on, you know, this is kind of new to you. I've been doing this a long time, but for you it's fairly new. How do you feel about that being your, your job, your work? Well, it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, like you said, I was a paralegal for 13 years. So I lived in the normal, you know, career-type field um, that everyone thinks is, you know, would be acceptable behavior, and this is what I ought to do. And um, and then, you know, it's, to my family, it's like one day I just woke up and decided I'm done. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, you know, they can't comprehend that. They Like my mother, you know, now she's finally coming around, and she's like, wow, you help a lot of people. You know, you do amazing things. Um, but it is beautiful waking up now every morning. And granted, I enjoy being a paralegal. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just a different feel. It's just so much more um, enjoyable because I actually get to see and, you know, hear the people and, and what they're what they're saying and actually be able to help them without any, um, you know, without any restrictions really. You know, in the legal right. field, you have to play the game. And, right. Um, so, so what are some of the things that, and granted, we can't, you know, pro, uh, that is one thing that, you know, I don't know how other places are, but here it's kind of like going and talking to a priest. Like you're, the confidentiality is huge here. Um, yeah. But, you know, we can give generalizations of, so, so like what are some of the things that you've had come into the center that, and again, on a very general um, respecting mm-hmm. the privacy kind of way of describing it, but what are some things that have really touched you or some of the funny things or, you know, what have you found as things that stand out to you about, wow, this is a crazy job to have? <laughs> oh. Well, um, Can we narrow you know, it down? <laughs> yeah. So, 
I, I really I really appreciate the people when they come in and, um, you know, they truly do want to know what's going on, what path they should take, and, you know, and they're open. And, you know, some of them are not prepared with questions, and that's okay as long as they, you know, have that open dialogue back and forth. And it is so simple to just, you know, give them the messages from their spirit guides or their angels um, same thing, you know, we just call it, some people prefer the well, word angels. Well, same that thing happens. to us. Actually, yeah. in in the regular world, a spirit guide typically is fourth dimensional. Yeah. And we deal with okay. the angelic message, fifth dimensional, just FYI. So carry on. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I really, I really appreciate those people because I can see the eyes open up and the aha moment and them really taking things in and like, okay, I get it now. And, you know, here's the thing, guys. A lot of times you go to a psychic and you hear things that you already know. You know, it's, it's, there's no surprise there. You're just needing that confirmation, and that's okay. Um, you will hear things that you didn't know or, you know, things that um, warnings or heads or, you know, hey, good job, you keep doing this, you know. Um, but... Sometimes people are like, yeah, you know, I I already knew that I had that feeling. I just didn't believe in it. I didn't trust in myself, so thank you, you know. And, and they thank you because they realized that they just needed to go to a complete stranger who knew nothing right. about their situation and give them, you know, a um, unbiased, you know, sort of answers or guidance. So that, and we all need that that's sometimes. That's what I appreciate the most. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Jessica exact, and I, even yeah. Jessica and I, have a reader that we go to that actually I would love to know on a personal level because he's such a neat person. But yeah. <clears throat> I like the fact that he doesn't personally. I like the fact that he doesn't really know anything about me, and I've gone to him for right. years, and we've kind of kept that detached relationship because when I get kind of in the soup, as my it's a pilot term, but when I'm in a fog and I'm not really sure what's going on, and I go to him. And he tells me all the stuff I already knew. <laughs> you know, yeah. then I can't deny that that's what I'm getting. You know, and so we all need that sometimes. But um, I think in what about like the you know we have the families that come in, and I think that's one that you know I think about that the one family that came in and <clears throat> they were actually very Christian, and so the kids were were mm-hmm. absolutely horrified that mom was going against their religion, and so. Yeah. The whole family came in, and so I had two kids and the mom and dad, and and so we did actually readings. By the time we were done, we did readings for every single person in that family, and they all sat in on each other's readings, and it was amazing the stuff that came out. Because we work with the angelic realm, I think that's what does it for people who are very Christian. Um, they, I think they feel that what we're working with is such a high vibration and it's the stuff they talk about in church, you know? Yeah. We're just, we're just able to communicate with it, which is telling you that it's real, you know? So we're not really going against any religions. Um, but for me, that well, was you, one that stands out because those people, yeah. they went home suddenly knowing all kinds of Pandora's boxes were opened in a very loving manner for every <laughs> single one of them. And it was it gave them a whole new perspective on each other in life, and so for me that was one that really stood out because um, yeah. because they were working together as a team, and it was really beautiful, you know. So. Right. Yeah, and um, you know, just the other day, I had a couple who came in, and um, they wanted an aura photo because that's what they were comfortable with was an aura photo, and uh, which is fine, you know, they were very um, Christian. And uh, so in the aura photo, I noticed as I'm watching and waiting for, you know, it to pick a color, um, because what it does is it reads your whole system. It's off of biofeedback. So it's going off of your pulse and all different things. Um, So it's it's going through its thing, and I notice it keeps flipping, flip-flopping back and forth between two colors. And so I look at the guy, and I said, okay, so who are you calling in? What are you doing? And he (laughs) looked at me in shock, and he goes, how do you know I'm I'm calling something in? How do you know I'm I'm asking for help? And I said because I see it. I, <laughs> you know, and so I said so. Here's the thing: Who do you want the photo of? 
you by yourself or you with your angels or whoever Holy Spirit you're calling in. And mm-hmm. he opens his eyes wide and he goes, did you just say the Holy Spirit? I said, well, yeah, isn't that isn't that what you're doing or no? And he goes, well, yeah, but specifically the Holy Spirit. And I said, yeah. And he was so shocked and he goes, wow, wow. And he didn't know what to do with that. And uh, he says, so you felt the Holy Spirit coming in? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, that whole Trinity thing is in the room, isn't it? And he just didn't know what to do. And his his girlfriend had her face covered with her hands. And she's like, you know what, I never believed in psychics, and this is why I, you know, just chose to go with an aura photo, because I thought Mm -hmm. psychics are just, you know, generalization type of reading. Right. And I just laughed, and I I said, well, not here. Some are. (laughs) Right, some are, you know? and that's it depends on what they're connecting with. And I think, you know, that's what I we're, – we're down to about nine minutes, and so I guess what I'd like to definitely impart upon people, whether you're a psychic and that's why you're listening or whether you're somebody who goes to psychics, it's, in my opinion, right, now I'm 48, I've done this stuff my whole life, I have seen stuff like you wouldn't believe in 48 years, and <clears throat> what I can say is – the people who connect with the Christ consciousness and above, the people who are truly connecting with fifth dimension are the ones you want to stick with because that's the clear perspective. That's that's actually accessing all the stuff that's talked about, all the stuff that's taught about, all the all the things that we aspire to. Why would you go to somebody who's only connecting with the astral plane and expect to get a really healthy um, experience, whether it be healing or reading. or And some are and some aren't, but it's a total crapshoot when you work with somebody who's dealing with the astral plane or the fourth dimension. And so if you can confirm that somebody's dealing with the fifth dimension somehow, you know, then then they're comfortable with whatever the Holy Spirit or, or the archangels or whatever it might be, um, that's who they communicate with and that's who you want to hear from. And if you're a psychic or a healer, that's what you want to connect with because that keeps your energy nice and clear. And so granted, if you're a medium or something, of course you're talking to the fourth dimension, but you want to do it in a way that is um, is healthy and protective for you so that you're not residing in the fourth dimension, <laughs> you know, and... Um, in my opinion, anyway. So you, you've kind of experienced both, I think, right? Because before you started mm-hmm. taking classes, I think you were working. Oh, yeah. You were taught to work with the astral plane more so. And they I'm never called it the astral plane. They never said. Actually, I was never told what I was working with. It was just <laughs> it was this not is awesome. where you pull from. <laughs> yeah. So when you told me the difference, I'm looking at you like you have four heads. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't right. get it. See, this is why Jessica and I work together, because I just talk like this and I expect everybody to get it. And she's like, yeah, people don't really. <laughs> she's my she's my buffer, my communicator between, between, I don't know, everybody else. <laughs> between you and the world? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so, okay, we have about six minutes. Um, so... What would you like to share about what are some of the biggest challenges that you run into now that this is what you do? Would you say it's because you know you haven't you haven't uh, uh, experienced the going into the regular world where people go, what is it that you do? I mean, granted, you can say yeah. I have a center, but but yeah. are you going to go? I'm a psychic healer. Are you going to yeah, step into that? Is, that is quite interesting, and. Um, Oh, um, you know what? Actually, I got to go. Michael from Peace Place is calling me. Fabulous. Well, you go network, Miss Business Lady. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Have a fabulous day. Thank you. Bye. So, yeah, so it's very interesting when, uh, and I want to thank you guys for calling in and sharing. Um, it's very interesting when you're doing this for a living. It's important, uh, and I want to address people who are psychics out there, who are empaths, who are whatever, Um you really have to keep your energy nice and clear. And for those of you who might be at some point coming and working at a center like ours, hint, hint, somebody out there that I see on the phone lines, 
you really want to keep your energy nice and clear, and you really want to be sure that you're connecting with that Christ consciousness and above, and understand that when you're working in this manner, um, even just as a, even if you're an independent psychic or somebody who just does readings here or there for friends or family or whatever, you're connecting with the people that you work with, whether you've met them or not, and so. For you to keep your energy nice and clear is important because otherwise you're going to feel their confusion. You're going to experience the stuff they're experiencing. So you really want to just, it's important to make time. Make time for yourself and your energy and keeping it nice and clear at least twice a day. So we are going to, we're down to about four, four and a half minutes. We're going to do our morning meditation so you guys get started with a nice, a nice centering for the day. And uh, I do want to encourage you to check out um, sacredlightofsedona.com and find out more about myself and Jessica and uh, and then also you know holisticnaturalsco.com we like to just uh, encourage you to visit them because they're awesome they're not they're not sponsors they're not anything but I feel strongly about the uh, the cookbook that she has out eat conscious and be merry and the supplemental line that she has is really phenomenal and it's created by hand by spring rain peony and uh and so holisticnaturalco.com phenomenal for you and keeping yourself healthy and happy so all right so we're going to just relax and if you're driving please just do this on the archives don't do it necessarily with us but we're going to just ask that you relax and close your eyes and just take take a few deep breaths and just be in the moment and uh As you breathe with your eyes closed, I want you to just envision the most beautiful flower you've ever seen. And don't think about it. Just allow it to blossom within your your mind's eye. And there may be butterflies around it. There may be sunshine shining on it. I want you to just allow this flower that resides within you to expand and blossom and show itself. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you feel the fragrance and the energy of this flower moving through you. And we see this beautiful light of creation begin to emanate through the middle of this flower and just shine up and begin to wrap around your energy, this beautiful light of creation moving through the flower all around your aura and just almost like a a magical wand. It's just beginning to cleanse and bless your energy. And you see beautiful colors and sparkles or you feel these different these different energies moving around you from creation through this incredible, fragrant, colorful flower. And continue this this breathing that brings your intention to this beautiful flower. And just focusing on the light and the love that comes from this. And we now see our light and our love, the colors within us beginning to glow brighter and stronger. And as we breathe, we see our own light begin to sparkle. We feel the tingles from the particles of energy that we are dancing. We begin feeling one with this flower that is is the light of creation. And we allow this love and harmony that we're feeling, this one with all, begin to expand and our heart center becomes bigger and bigger and just brighter and brighter and we feel from that heart center. We come from that heart center as we think about all the different people and areas of the world. And we send this love out unconditionally and harmoniously and we send our intention all the way up to the light of creation and we renew that connection that comes through the silver cord down through our crown chakra and we feel this oneness with that creation which this flower comes from and we now bring our intention back down into our heart center and we see that this beautiful flower actually comes from our heart center bringing with it the light of creation, and we bring this flower back to our chest, and we breathe it in, 
and we know that this flower is symbolic of the heart of us. We are one. Relax. Take a nice deep breath. Come back and open your eyes. I hope that you all have a wonderful day, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow 